in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandGunsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 619 of the Ron and Don Show, live from the Les Schwab Studios, which, uh, yeah, we got a pile of boxes over there. Ron, what are, what are these pile of boxes for in the Les Schwab Studios? What's going on here? Uh, we are going to be taking the show to video here very soon, where uh, we, we have a Ron and Don YouTube channel, and it has quite a few clicks on it. When we, we, put, we started out putting the podcast up there and then moved away from that, we're going to go back and start doing uh, some video feeds. That's just sort of the, the wave of the present, not even the future. Uh, and so we are a little bit late to the game and getting it set up that way, but it's a whole a whole situation that we got on our hands where we're going to build out a television studio and be live and direct on TV so you can watch or listen or both. What are we going to do about our balding heads? Uh, We have special effects. (laughs) Instagram filters. (laughs) Do they have a filter for that? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'd like an afro, please. Can we dial up different hairdos every time? Anyway, we're excited about that. Uh, A lot of my friends, especially a lot of my younger friends in real estate, they, they don't just listen. They watch things on YouTube. And so we'll be able to bring that to you. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. And also we'll be able to frame a lot of the properties that we're selling. We'll be able to sell it through our YouTube channel as well as our podcasts here. And don't forget we as real estate agents, we have the largest social media following of any agent in Washington. We're regional realtors. That's why people select us. And we're working on homes right now from Bothell all the way down to Tacoma on the east side, of course, here in Seattle. So if you're within the sound of our voices, even out in Wenatchee, and you're ready to buy, sell, invest, chances are uh, we can help you. So just reach out to us, ronandonsitdown.com, and we'll sit down virtually uh, today. Hey, uh, coming up on the Ron and Don show, let's talk about a uh, Giselle who is married to Tom. And now Tom is taking a year off before he takes his broadcast job. And G- Giselle is taking a year off and doing lots of yoga. And also she, she recently stopped doing something. She stopped drinking. And it's not because she was an alcoholic. It was for some other reasons. And let's talk about that. Cause, uh, it's it's it it it's been a driver for me in my own life as well, and and a, and a good driver. Also, can we talk about Coach Prime for a minute? It seems like every time I turn on YouTube or my Facebook channel or Instagram, any of that, you're seeing clips of Coach Prime, and a lot of people get so inspired by what he's saying. But I think it's important to know where his inspiration comes from, and if he starts losing, if his team in Colorado starts losing. Uh, does Hollywood and everybody else start to disappear? Because now you have to play USC and Oregon. And by the time that you've listened to this podcast, they've played number 10 Oregon. They're number 19 in the country. It'll be interesting to see what happens in that game. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Howard Stern, 
who you know was on terrestrial radio. We were on the same station as Howard Stern in Dallas all the way back on 9-11. I have to say there wasn't a better presenter on the air than Howard Stern that day, that week, that month, and that year. Uh, I think he was the best reporter. From there, we learned what a great interviewer he is. A lot of people don't understand that as people on his staff that are always digging for nuggets, he tries to keep people on for at least 49 minutes so he can win a time spent listening, which is another conversation for another day, but that's how you win on terrestrial radio. He tried to make sure that he had questions when he finally got Madonna on that no one had ever asked her. And she'd sit there and look at him and say, how did you know that? Right. And it's hard to come up with nuggets sometimes because you think everything else, you know, it's all out there on the Internet. It's interesting when he went to terrestrial radio, he 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 dropped all the F-bombs because he could do that. So he's saying all that stuff. He went to satellite radio. Do it. Yeah. When he went to satellite radio, he he, I said, yeah, when he went to satellite radio, he started doing all this crazy stuff because he was finally free and, and his ratings tanked. And the reason his ratings tanked is when he was on terrestrial radio, it was always the tension of the boss in the other room. Did he really have a red button? Was he really mad at him? Was he really going to come down and, and yell and scream and fire and we're losing advertisers and all that? So it created a lot of tension. And that's why that's one of the reasons why people tuned in. When that tension was gone on satellite radio, he had to reinvent himself. And he said, said, you know what? I'm older now. <laughs> I've been to therapy. I can't sit here and just do TNA radio the whole time. And so he's really leaned into not only talking about the news, talking about therapy, talking about how he's involved, talking about how he's a family man now, but also uh, spending some time talking a lot about social issues. He has recently come out and said, hey, everybody out there is making fun of woke people. And I want to find real quick what he said about being woke, because I think it's very interesting. And the word woke right now is being uh, tossed around a lot. So he says this, if being woke means supporting equality, supporting science, supporting democracy, then I'm happy to be branded as such. I hear that uh, I hear that a lot that I'm not good anymore and people stop listening to me because I'm not woke, he said on his XM radio show on Monday. I kind of take that as a compliment. I am woke. I'll tell you how I feel about it. To me, the opposite of woke is being asleep. And if woke means I can't get behind Trump, which is what I think it means, or that I support people who want to be transgender, or I'm for the vaccine, dude, call me woke as much as you effing want. What say you about Howard Stern coming out and saying he's woke? Is he just trying to be outrageous? Is this him being involved? Uh, what say you? Because this is kind of interesting, the old shock jock saying that he's woke, right? This, this is really interesting to me because my, my perception of Howard Stern, even going back in the day, he was never ultra right conservative. Um, like he, he liked to party and he did a lot of sort of overtly sexual content, but it wasn't, um, he was not a conservative. So I, I don't, I don't see why people are, you know, saying, Oh, you, you turned all woke on us. Let, let, well, let me, re- let, let me read this and then comment. He said, I am woke mother effer and I love it. I want to be awake. I want to read legitimate news sources. 
here's how woke I am. I believe the election was not rigged. Uh, and then he goes on to say the Webster Dictionary defines woke as being aware of and actively attentive to important societal facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social justice. The term has been hijacked in recent years by conservatives who use it liberally and at times nonsensically as a culture war catch-all to criticize progressive values and just about anything else that that don't like Stern said. Yeah, so I think he's combating a very specific type of person that that I I can't stand as well. And it's the person that cloaks themselves in in fake conservatism and fake religion, fake Christianity. And and I've been around people like this before, and I really it really boggles my mind uh, where someone will say, "I'm I'm a Republican." I'm conservative, I'm Christian, and then if you hang out with them, uh, I've literally had people like this where it's like, hey, a bunch of us are going back to the hotel room, we're going to do some cocaine, you want to come? And I'm like, I thought you guys were Republican, Christian, conservatives, what are you you talking Uh, about? Republicans still like like a little snow once in a while, don't they? I'm like, I'm not a drug user, I'm going to (laughs) pass. And so, but in their mind, there's no dissonance there. You must have been in Dallas. In their mind. you go to church the next day. Yeah, there's no dissonance to saying I'm conservative and yet I do all of these, every vice in the world they can do and still carry the banner of conservatism and say, Oh, you people are woke. And, and those two things just don't are not congruent. Like they don't blend. And so I think if Howard's pushing back against versions of that, where you've weaponized something and um, just a concept and now you're beating people up with it. I, I applaud him for doing that. I, I miss the days when we first got into radio. Um, I, you could have a legitimate disagreement with someone and talk about it. Like I remember when we interviewed Ted Nugent years ago, the, the rock and roll guy. He's very, at the time, he's, he's, he's not the same Ted Nugent as we have today. At the time was Republican, pretty conservative, and, and sort of backed it up. Didn't drink, didn't smoke. Like, he did marry someone that was underage, so whatever you think about that, uh, you know, that's maybe a different story for a different time. But you could have a legitimate, fact-based conversation with a guy like Ted Nugent, or at least you and I did. And I remember specifically it was about guns. And... And while I disagreed with a large percentage of what he said, I walked away from that conversation going, that guy's really smart. That guy's done his homework. He's arrived at a different conclusion that I did. And I can respectfully agree to disagree with a guy like Ted Nugent. And now you can't do that anymore. Now you get two minutes in or you ask somebody, how, how did you arrive at that conclusion? And boom, you're woke. Then it turns into this culture war gotcha moment where nobody wants to really learn anything anymore. Nobody wants to actually see if you can explore a concept uh, until it turns into a culture war. I, I was just watching a video with um, Rick Rubin uh, about his book, uh, the, the music producer. Uh, the Reuben Sandwich is named after Rick Rubin. Absolutely isn't it? not. And, and, and he, no. t- he is so chill that I'm trying to adopt some of his things where he's like, uh, don't adopt too much of Rick Rubin. He, he might be too chill. He's, he's too chill. Yeah. But this part of him, Rick Rubin, too chill. Of him saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm legitimately fascinated with people that are 180 degrees from me mentally. He's driven by curiosity. He's like, I, I want to understand yeah. 
why and how they think the way they think. And, and, he, I, and he doesn't, he's not trying to get people in gotcha moments. No, he like I, really that, wants to understand. And it. that's why he is so successful, not only in hip hop, but when you, when you, when you look at him and you look at his pedigree, just the artists that he has been able to work with, because he, re, he will, he will go in a room and just sit down and lay on a mat and just listen to the music and listen to them play and sing and write and create. And he doesn't want to get in the way of the creativity. He wants, he wants to add to it. But the way that he, that he can add to it is if he understands it first. So he'll, yeah, he'll, so just, he'll just immerse himself in, into kind of your belief system. And he's not trying to change your mind. He's just trying to under, un, un, yeah, understand so it. He's trying so. to adopt a little bit of his style of the way he asks questions and stuff because he does come off as non judgy. And so I think people will explain to him. Uh, it doesn't feel like combat. So yeah, yeah kudos to Howard for evolving, changing. Uh, figuring out what his stages of life are going to be and then being open-minded to say, yeah, why would I not support these things? And I don't need to be asleep. I want to be awake. And I, and I, and I'll say this to people because I, I get accused a lot of times of being woke as well. And I grew up in the church and I also worked in the church. And so a lot of people that will tell, tell me I'm woke. The next thing that they'll do is they'll tell me that, that I'm a sheep. And I'm like, well, if I'm a sheep, what are you? And they're like, well, I'm a lion, right? And there's a guy online named Dan Jabornio who is pre-right, way to the right. He's way, he's way to the right. He has made a living off of taking clips of what other famous people have said and then playing that online and then piggybacking on that, which a lot of influencers do now, right? And, and, then, and then really getting radicalized about it. So he has certainly done that. And he, he, he started this whole movement. And he sells hats that says he's aligned, sells shirts. He does a, so I always ask people, I'm like, wow, let, let, let me ask you, because you're, you're, you're telling me that I'm, I'm a sheep and that you're a lion and that you – and that I'm woke and that I should be a lion and, and not a sheep. And then I'll ask them because, because a lot of times they are because, and I, I, I can spot it because I'm from it and I get it and I know it. I'm like, I bet you're evangelical Christian, aren't you? I bet you believe in Jesus Christ and I bet you believe he's your personal Lord and Savior. I bet, I bet you might even speak in tongues. Should have bought a hundred, should have bought a hundred, should have bought a hundred, but I bought a Toyota, right? We can all speak in tongues. Nonetheless, not to make fun of your religion, but I get it and understand it. Show me somewhere, anywhere in the Bible, where it calls me to be a lion, and I will give you a thousand bucks. And if I can show you anywhere in the Bible where you are called to be a sheep, and that he is the great shepherd, you give me a thousand bucks for every time I can spot a verse and I give it to you chapter and verse. In fact, what I can do is I can give you hundreds of examples in the Bible where we are called to be a sheep and he is the great shepherd and you cannot find one example, if you can, send it to me, where we are called to be lions and what is he, the great effing lion tamer? We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Happy summer. Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. It is the summer driving season, and they have a huge sale coming up. They have this every summer, but they're doing something I haven't seen them do ever. This 
is pretty cool if you want to drive into a Les Schwab and boom, immediately put $200 in your pocket. Yeah, right now on the summer sale, you get a prepaid MasterCard valued at up to $200 when you purchase a set of four qualifying tires. You can save an additional $50 when you purchase the tires with your Les Schwab account. Sale ends on July 8th. All right, so Les Schwab, schedule that appointment right now at leschwab.com or when you see one of the 84 locations, you can just drive in and, and take a look at that time. You can stop by any location tell them ron and don sent you that's two hundred dollars with four select tires les schwab they've been doing the right thing since 1952 investors listen to me you know some investors aren't really investors they're flippers they're looking to buy a house and uh, flip it but did you know that 40 percent of all americans that hold a mortgage We're refinanced down to a 2.8, 2.9, or 3.0. That's why you don't see any homes on the market right now for investors unless, unless you're willing to get in there and compete and not flip. That means investors, instead of being a flipper, you have to do what I do and become a buy and holder, right? And we can teach you how to buy and hold investors with a Ron and Don sit down. Yeah, it all starts really simply with a Ron and Don sit down. It's about a 30 to 45 minute Zoom call, free of charge. There's no obligation. We'll see if we make a good team. Email me directly, ron at ronanddon.com, or you can go to the website, ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, if you need us, yeah, just reach out. Ron and Don, sit down.com, and we can sit down virtually today, and then we can come out and meet you one-on-one and decide whether we're going to buy, sell, or invest. Build an ADU, a day-do, whatever it is, we are here to help, and we have a great team. Yeah, great team. Anyway, Coach Prime, let's talk about Deion Sanders. Uh, when he wanted to get in, into coaching, everyone laughed. And they aren't laughing now, are they, Ron? They're 3-0. and His son has become a superstar. His son could probably go in the top 10 in the NFL next year. Uh, Coach Prime has said and told his son, you aren't going to the NFL. One of the reasons... about Shadur or Shiloh? He's the quarterback? He's, he said his son, uh, the quarterback, is not going to the NFL. And Shiloh, I, I, I don't know his take on that. His feeling is stay in school, keep playing, a lot of these players, especially quarterbacks, go to the NFL too early when they only have one season under their belt, or maybe they were sitting somewhere and they were redshirting, and then they played, and then they went to the NFL. There's pressure to get to the NFL for these guys because they didn't make any money in college. Now that they have the NIL deal, they can make money in college. In fact, someone came out the other day and just said in endorsements that Deion Sanders' son could make $10 million in endorsements Why at Colorado. I saw Dion on Good Morning America this morning, and he had a sign-up behind him while he's doing the interview. If you play good, they pay good. And so he really wants to make sure that these players that haven't been given a platform, that not only are they going to give them the platform, and he's going to help do it by putting them on a platform and elevating them, but he wants to see these young kids get paid. Now they're talking about him going to the NFL. He's like, I don't want to go to the NFL. I heard him on with uh, in another interview with Club Shay Shay the other day, Shannon Sharp, and they were walking through, uh, they were walking through Colorado, and he said, in my 14-year career, I have never played in the snow. 
He said, can you believe I'm going to be coaching in the snow? It's the first time I'm going to be in snow in sports this year. And then uh, he has also reached out to other guys in the NFL, Warren Sapp. Uh, he had some allegations of the prostitutes, some other issues. He's elevating him. He's going to bring him and make him part of his coaching staff. And a lot of these black players that end up out of the NFL – they're finding their way now in front of cameras, which I think is great, right? And sidelines, and they're on broadcast teams. But I want to see them become owners, and I want to also see them become coaches. And the NFL has done a really shiznit job of elevating African-American coaches, right? And they had an opportunity to do this with Dion, and they didn't see the opportunity. All of a sudden, he's having this success now at the, co- at the college level, and like Jerry Jones is now his best friend. Ron, what say you? He's 3-0. and They almost lost to Colorado State, though. They may be 3-1 and or 4-0 right now when you hear this because they're playing Oregon this weekend. And then they have to play USC and some other tough teams. It'll be interesting if they're 3-3 and if people are still talking about Coach Prime. What say you about Coach Prime and what he has done for young men and what he has done for college sports? It's nothing short of miraculous. And I hope that people don't continue to move the goalpost in terms of if they lose every game for the rest of the season, they were one and 11 last year, Colorado. Yeah. So to be, if they're three and eight or whatever it is this year, that's still an improvement. Uh, a, a huge improvement. I don't think they're going to lose every game this year, but we have a tendency to want to move move the goal once someone starts to have a little success. Uh, I think he has changed the way coaching and universities are going to look at their coaches. And the problem with that, like if you're Nebraska, you're you're if you're a big booster at Nebraska or SMU, let's say SMU just raised a hundred million dollars in booster money in one week because they got accepted into the ACC. One hundred million dollars from thirty boosters, wow! Because they forfeited their TV deal to get into the ACC. Wow! You don't think that those wow. boosters are going to the athletic director and like we want Prime or our version of Prime? Yeah. And so if you're Alabama. And you see that Nick Saban is not getting any younger and you're a big time booster there. You're not going to the AD and going, we want prime or our version of prime. And, and Nick Saban wouldn't embrace the transfer portal because and ultimately he knew that was going to be, here's, here's the problem. He could have four great quarterbacks sitting on the bench. And you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't transfer. And if you did, you had to sit out a year and then maybe you could play. Well, now they can transfer immediately and play somewhere else. And so they're sitting there at Alabama and they don't have a quarterback and they just dropped out of the, the top 25 for the first time, I think, in 17 years. So. And so, But the problem is there's only one prime. And what do I mean by that? He has a special blend of charisma and then backing stuff up that no one else can do. Uh, I just went back and watched this retrospective on him. He, he hit over three, he bought, he hit 308 for the Yankees. His batting average lifetime with the Yankees was 308. In the World Series that the Atlanta Braves were in, where he was playing football for the Falcons, playing baseball for the Braves, he played four out of the seven games in the World Series, and he hit over 500 in the World Series as a baseball player. And so, and then he would take a helicopter to the game sometimes. There's footage of him playing in a ba- professional baseball game and a professional football game on the same day. So, uh, 
he's a special human. Yeah. So and, you, and, and, you can't go out and find another guy yeah. to do this. He feels like this is his calling that to take young men. And I, and I believe this. I've watched enough footage on him. He wants to win. He wants to make money. All of that stuff is true. And at the same time, he wants to help these young people, especially black young men to become men mm-hmm. and to teach them. Here's how you get paid. Here's how you get a college education. Here's how you elevate your life. Here's how you elevate your family's life. Um, you don't hear stories of Deion Sanders, even back in the day. He was flashy, and he had a rap album, and he had a lot of jewelry, and he had a lot of cars, and a lot of fashion. But you did not hear stories of him and Michael Irvin snorting cocaine off a, off a stripper's butt like Michael Irvin would do solo. You did not hear stories of him carrying a weapon into a club. You did not hear stories of him partying his butt off in Las Vegas. You did, and, and correct me if I'm I'm wrong. I never heard those stories about no, you know. and, he, and 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 then he found Jesus. And I have to say, if you've never been like in a black Southern church, which is where he has spent a lot of time, uh, actually preaching, that's what you see when you see him in in front of those cameras because he has cameras that follow him everywhere. That's his other son that runs the social media. Yeah. And and that is that is who he is. That is the fabric of who he is. When I lived in the South, even going to one of those churches was a thrill. It was a thrill because the preachers down there were so good and the people were so loving and they were so committed to what they believe. And even if you didn't believe all that stuff, you walk in that church, man, and you just felt loved. You just felt loved and cared about and like, we gonna have church today, right? So, and you put on your Sunday go to meeting clothes is what they call, and you call your mom and them. And then the next thing you know, someone like Coach Prime stands up on that altar and can go for hours. And so when you see him doing this, when you see him doing this in front of those players, and you wonder sometimes, where, do, where does all this stuff, where does all this wisdom come from? It's it, it's not something that he read on the internet, or it's not it, he's not looking at notes. It's part of the fabric of who he is. And you talk about confidence. I heard an old Dallas Cowboy talking. This is the first time he ever met Dion. He didn't show up for any summer practices. He didn't show up for any preseason. They're playing their first game, and he walks in the Dallas Cowboy locker room, and there's uh, Dion Sanders' uh, uniform set out for him. And then these guys are told that Dion will be arriving at game time. He had been playing baseball. None of these guys had ever even met him. And he shows up and he, he puts on his uniform and he gets in the huddle for the, for the first time. And he looks at the guy and they're taking the kickoff and he looks at all them and he lines up to take the kick return. And he goes, guys, just give me a little room. I just need a little room. Give me a little room. He took that thing to the house, 107 yards on his first play in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys. I tell you what, you better give Coach Prime a little more room because this guy ain't done yet. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, it's Ron. I'm here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans. And Mitch, we've seen interest rates rise rapidly here uh, over the past year, 18 months. In the industry, what are you thinking is going to happen going forward? So they're still projecting rates are going to drop here near the end of the summer, definitely within the next year. And that means that now is the time to buy. 
So interest rates are going to drop. As we've said, we will help with the refinance on the back end. But rates dropping could mean a big influx in demand. Now, right now, there's a lack of supply, a lack of inventory, because people aren't willing to sell and get out of their low rates. If you buy now, you can beat the rush later. Okay, and also, then when the rates do drop, we can replace that rate with the new one. We sure can. Rate and replace. All right, he's Mitch at Mitch.loans. You can buy now, replace the rate later when it drops, and Mitch take care of your loan fees. It's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. It's very interesting when you see Tom Brady and Giselle and they've broken up. I have to give them a lot of credit for living such public lives. I, th- I think they themselves have consciously uncoupled in the same way that we've seen other people in Hollywood do it. I think it's a really beautiful thing. And, I, and I'm not one that believes until death do you part and marriages should last forever. Uh, growing up in the church, which, I, which, which I've shared with you before, I saw a lot of women emotionally abused. I saw women physically abused. I remember when I was on a staff and the church elders coming in and talking about a man that was abusive towards a woman and they brought them in and they laid hands on them and they prayed for them. And guess what? Then they went home and that guy still kept laying hands on his wife and kept hitting her and beating her. But the church elders were like, hey, God says until death do you part. So we're going to have to figure this out. Anyway, I think that's a bunch of huh, right? I, th- I, I really do. I really think that that... that Consciously uncoupling and saying, hey, we had a good 10-year run. We had three kids. How can we do this in such a way where we continue to co-parent? Our kids have a great life, and even though things are going to change and our partners are going to change, that we still love and support our kids? And I see them doing that, right? I see them doing that. Kevin Costner going through this right now. (laughs) Wow. And I love his ex-wife going, hey, uh, telling the judge, my kids like luxury. They're ad- she used the words. They're addicted to luxury. I need to they deserve 100, luxury. One hundred seventy-five thousand dollars a month, something like that, is what she wanted. And I think she ended up with fifty-three thousand dollars a month. And then she went out and she rented a place for forty thousand dollars a month because the kids have to have a luxury. She thought the judge was going to give her close to two hundred thousand dollars. So it'd be interesting to see if she moves out of the forty thousand dollar place and go. Yeah, maybe I should downsize a little. Because you can, you can still find luxury at fifty three thousand dollars a month, and then the millions of dollars uh, that he paid. I think Nonetheless, the, the they, have, thing, they have not consciously uncoupled. The interesting thing in the dynamic with Giselle and Tom, though, if I understand it right, Giselle made quite a bit more money. That's right. Than Tom, so going into that relationship, she had the supermodel career. Yeah, she had branched out, especially in Europe and in in uh, South America, with like clothing lines and a bunch of different product lines. So she was more of the breadwinner than Tom. I think that being on footing like that, even when you look at Kim and Kanye, where Kim was out, out, you know, making more money than him at certain times. I think that gives the, the power balance a little more, um, equity, so to speak, or a yeah. little easier to transition. No, no. Yeah. That's a good, that's, that's a really good point. All that to say this, we see him, he took a year off, then he's going in the broadcast booth, he's getting paid hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of, of millions. Or hundreds of millions of dollars. I was going to say hundreds of thousands of dollars a game. Hundreds of millions of dollars to do this, which is true. And I think he'll be great. He looks amazing. I saw him at the Colorado Buffalo game the other day. He's popping up everywhere. Uh, in, in fact, I think he sent Dion's son after, both of them, after they won, uh, 
Don't be satisfied. Some avocado ice cream or something? Signed Tom. Giselle, anyway, she's going on this yoga retreat. And she said that she has reached a point in her life where she's decided to no longer drink. And, and I think sometimes when people decide to not drink, it, and, and I have gone through this in my own journey, it makes other people in the room sometimes uncomfortable and I always know when people are uncomfortable when I go somewhere and I say, well, I don't, I don't drink or I just order a LaCroix. And let's say that even you're out on a date and your date orders a glass of wine or something, they really feel like they can't order that glass of wine unless you're ordering a glass of wine. Why do you think that is in, 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 in our culture? And then a lot of times people will start explaining their drinking to you and all you did is order a LaCroix. You didn't explain anything else. You didn't say, I don't drink. It's just they don't feel like now they can drink. And they also feel like, and not everyone, but a lot of people end up explaining their drinking habits to you. And sometimes they start explaining to you why they're not an alcoholic. And you're just like, hey, I'm just over here living my life and and drinking a LaCroix because I like putting my feet on the floor in the morning and going, ah, hang on, that's. All right, we're back. Sorry I take that phone call. It was from Naples, Florida. We had to edit it out because there was a gentleman trying to sell me Viagra and using a trip. Uh, and he seems to call me 29 times a day. And anyway, I tried to make a deal. He was not interested and ended up hanging off the phone. So back to people explaining their drinking in our culture. Ron, you travel a lot. Is this an American well, thing? No, is this think, worldwide? What is it? I think when you bring up the scenario with a date specifically – um, if you've met some, if you're saying, Hey, let's meet at a bar or if you're at a party, uh, I think the expectation is, Oh, if I'm meeting this person at a bar, we're going to have a, an alcoholic drink. Um, if you met at, you know, a restaurant, a coffee shop or whatever, you think you're going to have a cup of coffee. So like that's, you're, you know, you're sort of preloading your mind of like, Oh, I'm meeting this person for a date. The venue dictates a little bit about what we're going to do, but you're right. Some people can over explain that, um, and feel a sense of uncomfort. But I, I think that it, it shouldn't be that way. If someone, you know, it, people are different. Like there's a wide range of behaviors of what people do on this, but I, I get what you're saying is that if you've done that in the past, You've switched to now to where you've chosen to not drink. It probably is way more apparent to you now. Well, I used to try to then over explain it to people. And I remember talking to Priscilla, my, my counselor, and she's like, why are you over explaining that? She said, just be who you are, do what you do, and that's it. And in my mind's eye, every time I put my feet on the floor in the morning, I just remember what John Mayer said. He, he had gone. Have you ever heard his story about why he stopped drinking? He, no. he had gone out, and I think he was out with Outcast, and he said they went out and they partied, and he said they partied for six days straight, and then he said after that, I didn't know that you could have a hangover for six days. And he said, kind of on the sixth day of my hangover, I just decided I can't do this anymore. And he was doing some journaling. And what, 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 what came to him is and in, in, in doing some reading, some talking, it's like, Hey, for the rest of your life, do you want to be at 60% of your potential? Do you want to be at 80% of your potential? Or do you want to be a hundred percent of your potential? And for you, John Mayer, in order to be a hundred percent of your potential, you've reached a time in your life where you can't go on a six day bender anymore more without cast. <laughs> good, so good he plan. says this, and I have thought about this for years when I wake up in the morning and I literally take my feet 
and I and I bang him on the floor, and he's like, "Man, it is great to not have to not have a hangover." And as you get older, I just remember the hangovers being harder, being fiercer. It doesn't always have have something to do with being an alcoholic, and you got to go to AA meeting. And that's where she came from. She just said, "Hey." Uh, those, 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 those hangovers get tougher. And if I want to be a hundred percent of who I am and do the things that I want to do, then I need to shelve alcohol at this point in my life and, and, and move forward. So anyway, I thought that that was, that was really great. It's a really great example for kids. And I also find it interesting when you go out, even when I was at a ball game the other day at a Mariners game, I don't see as many people drunk. Uh, I see some of the older crowd still drinking the big ginormous beers, but for, for kind of that younger crowd, you see them drinking seltzer water or just water. Uh, their body shapes are kind of different sizes. They're not eating like mega pizzas and, and giant beers. There seems to be kind of a shift in our culture a little bit. And, and I, and I think we'll, we'll start seeing more Giselles in this world, uh, which I fully support. And I fully support people going out and having a great cocktail and having a great time. Uh, in fact, we have a big client appreciation party there and our bartender will be there and we'll have specialty cocktails and all that. And, and some people just decide, Hey man, as I get a little older, when I put my feet down on the floor in the morning, ah, it's so nice to not have a hangover. And I have to agree with that. So, Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this edition of the Ron and Don Show. If you need us, just reach out. Yeah, you can uh, hit the website, ronanddonsitdown.com. We would love to be your real estate agents as you uh, jump into buying a house or selling your house or even if you want to invest in a house. Yeah, don't forget October 7th. If you're one of our clients, we sent out a client appreciation party uh, extravaganza, uh, what should we call it? Invitation. And we would love for you to come. We have a private chef there and we're going to cook for you and take great care of you. Our bartenders will be there. It's just, it's going to be really lovely. Chances are we sent it to you. It might've ended up in your spam folder. So just write us Ron at ronanddon.com or Don at ronanddon.com. And we want to make sure you come. Your kids are invited. Dogs get to stay home because we don't know if all the dogs are going to get along. And plus if Charlie was there, he would just lick everybody. So uh, we don't want to have that happen. Okay, if you need us, ronandonsitdown.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Please give us a like, a subscribe, and maybe write something uh, nice about us online so other people can uh, find the Ron and Don show. Yeah, and guess what's sitting over there in big boxes? Those are our new TV cameras. Is we'll go live on TV here uh, in the next couple weeks as well. All right, head up, shoulders back. Again, if you need us, Ron and Don, sit down! Dot com. Until next time, you've been listening to the Ron and Don Show. Olay! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network. <laughs>